Tis a rainy day, silver man. Tis a lazy day, a lazy day. Tis a rainy, lazy day, silver man. <laughs> Shut up. Mate, you told me yeah. that we'd had to do the housework about the live show at the start and I had to be on my best behaviour. And then you start some, frankly, being generous, six out of ten, sort of, I don't know, what was that meant to be? The lazy day rain man? Was he a new character? You just six spring from him. ten, silver man. Six from <laughs> ten, you score me. How? Thou artist. Thou artist. Thou artist kind and thou artist critical. Oh, silver man, what thou art. All right, I'll, I'll do the, I'll just do the, do the, do the thing. Please. Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing a live show. Fuck my willy off. I can't believe it. We're going to be live in the Harrow Art Centre just outside of London on August 13. We want you, yes, you to join us. Why not join us? It's going to be a great big show with lots of guests. We've got Stuart Ashen confirmed. We've got Mr. Biffo. He's going to be up for it because he always is, isn't he? Uh, and we're going to have some other guests we're going to invite. And through the next few months, we're going to try and coax them into the show to therefore coax you to come and watch us. So do you want to see Cheap Show live for the first time in four years in a great big brassy show? Then come along. You can find details on the metadata for this podcast or go to thecheapshow.co.uk or go to harrowarts.com. All the links are in the metadata for this podcast. All the links are on our webpage, thecheapshow.co.uk. It's simple, buddy. And if you're a Patreon, you will get a discount. So you'll get a special code. And that's nice, isn't it? So come on and join us for a live show featuring me and Silverman. I am the rainbow boy, the window, the rain. Oh, what cometh the rain the day? August 13th. Join us for our 300th episode live. Housework's done. Therefore, Silver Man. The pitter patter boy, he cometh to the window. Come here, the Tippy Silver tappy man. top, tippy tappy top. For the that. rainbow boy, the rainbow boy, the little, little rainbow boy. Right, you know what? You've, you've actually now ruined this for me. Oh, the rainest. I'm just doing, I'm just giving you back what you gave me. Yeah, Paul. but you can't the do rainest, that. The rainest, it pittereth this dayeth. Oh, the dayeth, the wingeth. Okay, here we go. The wingeth, betwingeth, singeth. No, seriously, come to the live show. We've already sold a million tickets. Yes, so therefore there are a few more available. It's the largest venue in London. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be bigger than Wembley. There's free, you get free food, sandwiches. Live uh, aid, fuck off. I'll be giving out free alcoholic drinks from a never-ending well of of beer. And I'll be giving hand jobs out during the interval. And I'll be taking all comers in the car park. Dogs, cats, horses, all comers. We're wastrels. Fucking abuse us and come to our live show oh, on August 13th. Can we start again, Paul? Welcome really? to Cheap Let's... Show. No, welcome to Cheap Show. <laughs> I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap Show. Go and I nuzzle. 
So, Paul, what have we got coming up on the show today? Today, in a very simple, no gimmicks attached episode of Cheap Show that I want to make sure is a quick edit this week because I have stuff to do, we have... Oh, I can't believe me. Take that off on your bingo card. When it's be the short man, it's got to be short. Eli, shut up. Eli, let me just get out all the information before you say anything. Eli, why don't you just you know rein it in? I'm ticking that off on my fucking Paul says it every week bingo card. One day we should just get the bingo card out and just do everything on it out and get it out of the way <laughs> right in the first few minutes. Listen, mate. Yeah. All right, make it a quick edit. Tell me what the fuck's coming up on the show. You've made it a longer fucking edit already by saying, because oh, I want to make it a quick edit this week. You're going against yourself. I'm sorry that, I'm sorry I have to mention the shirt. I'm sorry, Captain Ramble Man. Captain Ramble Man? Captain Ramble Man was like, hey, you bingo card, good game, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, look at your shirt. It is so much like. You just said two minutes ago, all right, Paul, let's not attack ourselves and what we wear and how we dress. No, I wasn't that. Clothing is fair game. No, you just said. That was the whole it's point. It's a delicious garment. It's a little stiff and it's a little bowling it's alley funny. kind it's of It's funny. It's very shirt. bowling alley like. But I like it. I like the brown and the coloured stripes. It's nice. Very big Lebowski tribute act. Fine. But you just said you wouldn't attack okay, me well, for my Okay, well don't say fashion. anything about me then. Just let I me. I haven't said anything about you, you tumbleweed of a fucking human being. Tumbleweed of a human being. Yes. That's my put down for you. And from the rest of this point onwards, I'm going to do nothing but give you plaudits and uh, positive reinforcements. Well, you're a stinging nettle of a human being. Grubby little stinging nettle, stinging the kids, taking the joy out of their Sundays out. I just wanted to go in the park, mister. But no, I got stung by the Paul Gannon nettle. Ooh, and now it's it's made me, ooh, ooh. Dizzy. <laughs> well, I just want to say, Eli, that I uh, deeply, want... I deeply appreciate your contributions to this podcast. Thank you. Without them, this podcast would be a much lesser item than it is currently. Would be nothing. And, um, it would be nothing, Paul. It I, would be I, a barren wasteland. It would be you speaking into the void. And I particularly alone. Like, I particularly like your personal hygiene, and I particularly love the way you've arranged your room. Listen, the House of the Pickles is the is the spiritual centre of everything we do here on this show, Paul. Its essences, its smells. No, the spiritual centre of this podcast is your arsehole, <laughs> directly your bunghole. Well, I'm glad you said that. That is right. The hole is the hole. The, yeah, yes. the spiritual ho- hole. The wholeness <laughs> is my hole. That's right. <laughs> Bob Holness. <laughs> the patron saint of Bob. Eli's... Of Bob Holness. <laughs> Come on, we shouldn't speak ill of the dead. He wasn't some kind of... Like, I'll have an O, please, Bob. Tra- <laughs> transcosmic arsehole deity. He is now. <laughs> right. That's you so pull wh- your cheeks apart, you can hear him play the saxophone. <laughs> This is good. This is good stuff now. Yeah. We found it. <laughs> Bob Holness. Bob Holness, the Bob patron saint of Eli's arsehole. Right. What do we have coming up on the show today, Paul? Cheap beats, uh, soda pop, and uh, a price of shite. So it's back, it's back to basics, very much... Uh, Simple pimple. Very much the core segments that you will come across if you were just to come across our, our podcast after coming across your screen looking at aunties or something an auntie's website let's say or like Do you want you me know- to step in and stop this <laughs> what the fuck you've come across that and then you come across us in the other sense of the word paul in the sense of the word where you just so how about the live something? show we just light the front of the stage and have our audience jack off onto us how about um, that would you like would, that I don't want to do that if we get them all to line up it's like a reason a I chose this life yeah and not the, that life the so life. you don't think episode 300 should be celebrated with copious amounts of strangers a huge bukkake party <laughs> in Harrow no yeah. funny funny no <laughs> I don't want any spunking 
So come to our show, the Bukaki Party, on <laughs> August 13th, where we will invite you on stage to unleash your arcs of jism upon our face. No, but in all seriousness, Paul, will there be any audience participation of any sort? <laughs> Probably. There will be, won't there? Of some kind. Come on, we don't want to actually encourage any kind of spunking or, or throttage. No. Right. Good. Nor do we want enough any of that audience. in my dreams. No, I don't want anyone in the audience to emit any kind of liquid Ga- or, 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 or solid from their body. Or during gaseous. The pro- gaseous. Gaseous. What does that mean? Of gas. Oh, gaseous. <laughs> gaseous, mate. Yeah, Get you with make it. it sound like gape. Like it's the word gapious. Gape. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I am gapious, no, Maximo. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Hi, soldier, come here. I'm gapious, Maximos. Hello, sir. How can I help uh, you? Why would a soldier say that? Hello, sir. Like fucking idiots. You, <laughs> idiot. you fucking what? Hello, sir. All right, it's going to be a Roman soldier, All right. mate. Yes, Emperor. Thank you. That you're treating Gapius with the, d- the honour that he deserves. Gapius his- Maximus <laughs> is the finest fighter in the whole of us. It's, it's empire, sir. I, it's an honour to die in battle <laughs> with you, <laughs> Emperor. Emperor, sir. <laughs> Evening all. I say, I say, I say. What? Uh, I'm Gabius Maximus. Shut up. Right. <laughs> Do you know why I'm the, the Legion, the Empire's greatest soldier? Legion? Uh, private? Whatever they call because them? Because you've cast more blood upon the earth, sir, than anyone else in this battlement. Almost. No, it is when they seek to strike me with their sword or mallet. My gaping hole. There we go. <laughs> what swallows them up? It does. It's mainly it's it gapes so wide. It's mainly air. I mainly consist of so a gap. You're full. Of, I'm a gap in an arse. So you're full of swords. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? They come. They tumble down. Come one. Come all. They miss me. Gapius Max. <laughs> and at six minutes and thirty seconds, Let's take some this segment shit. went off the rail. You know what? I'm trying to delay this on purpose today, Paul, because the cheap eats are not. Are not tingling my wingle, you know what I'm saying? Well, you're going to find out what they are in the next segment, oh. so we're going to get into that, but that's I all ate right. some already in America. Right, of, of I haven't those. had any of these, so this is going to be new shit. for me. They're going to be a mess as well. This is new for me, and someone sent them to us, so act with a little bit more respect to people who use our P.O. box, details of which are the metadata for this podcast, oh. and on our website, thecheapshot.co.uk. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you. Very nice. Um, to send stuff to us, so maybe show a little bit more difference. Okay. Deference. Dif- <laughs> def- deference? <laughs> Different deference to them. Shall we do the theme tune for GPs? No, because this is the cold, this is not the cold open, this is the hello, welcome to the show segment. I love it's it. shorter. I love it when you micro-edit. Yeah. On the fly like this, Paul. I love it your really micro-phallus. <laughs> on the fly. You zip. You unzip the fly and then what comes out? Bob Olness. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. That would be a nightmare. Yeah, Bob Olness be. comes up, give me a pee, he'd be saying. And he's doing this. <laughs> Sorry, love. It happens every time I get my cock out. Oh, I can't wow. Imagine the, the blockbuster theme tune played every time you got your cock out. I call him Bob Meters now. Meters hold us. <laughs> <laughs> I am Meters Holders, <laughs> and I will take you to battle Gapius Maximus. <laughs> oh, it's great. Right, well, let's start the show. Yeah, let's start the show. Chip. Chip, 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 chip. Chip. Chip, 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 chip. Chip, 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 chip. Uh, it's... Oh! Chip. Chip, 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 chip. Yeah. Chip! I can't do this! Stop it! <laughs> Welcome. 
Chirp. It's cheap. Talking of cheaping, chirping, <laughs> chirpers. Chirpies. Talking of chirps. Yeah. I've got baby pigeons on my balcony in the House of Pickles. You I think everyone's talking about that. <laughs> there are baby pigeons and they make chirpy, chirpy, chirpy sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So they what? They make sounds of lollipops. But I looked out there. They have shat everywhere. <laughs> the whole <laughs> nest is just one thick piece of pigeon shit, man. Well, it fits in with your room somewhat then, doesn't it? Oh, no, shut up. It's like they've copied your interior design. <laughs> Look, can't you just be nice? I'm nurturing some pigeons. Not I could have killed them. In your wingeth. I'm protecting them very much in my wingeth. So you can't protect it. them by just saying you protect them by not killing them. You see what I'm saying? It gives you a weird power kind of thing over it, and it's weird. Well, what? Well, I'm, in a, I'm just I'm enjoying being the, the, near near the, the, the life, the creation, the, the creation of some of pigeons, pigeon yes. life. Welcome to Cheap Eats. This comes with a letter. What are we eating? This comes from two people, James and Pearl. Where are they from? Does it say? I think they're from America. Oh, James and what was that song called? It was it was given a name, wasn't it called like Asteroid or something? That piece of music was it a piece of um, library music? No, it was made for the Pearl and Dean Pearl and Dean advert, but it's got a name like Asteroid or Comet or something like that. No, fuck it. Let's get on with the letter. So I'll tell you what. While you look that up, I'll read this out. So this still says Messrs Gannon and Silverman. I like that. Messes. Yeah, but where does that come from? Messes. I know that it's a word that exists. Like, but I, I think it just it means mean. man and wife, doesn't it? Does it? I think it means yeah. So instead of saying Mister, I do not know. But it's, I've never thought about it until this very moment. Yes, I think it means sort of you as the couple, Mister and Missus. I think it's a sort of um, a conflation of the two. Yeah, it's. Oh. Just, I I don't. I could be wrong, but I'm looking up. What am I looking up? I've forgotten, mate. Messers is more... Bob Oldness is our No, what was I going to look up? Uh, oh, what the... Pearl and Dean music's called. Yeah, Pearl and Dean music. You look that up while I read the letter. So it says, Messers, Gannon and Silverman, I hope that this letter and package finds you both well. I was inspired by the recent escalation of Russia's illegal war of aggression to send you Ukraine's most popular snack. Oh! oh time dates the episode to a certain period before the apocalypse. Uh, they are sunflower seeds, or, and it's spelt in Polish, but there is a phonetic spelling he's put in, so thank you very much, Nasinia Sonyashniku, which are also popular in the United States, especially among baseball players who chew on the seeds instead of tobacco. And he's uh. even put annotations in to back up his claims. That's a nice... What do you mean, annotations? So, like he says there... Footnotes, you, you mean? Ukraine, is that what yeah, you mean? Footnotes, yeah. yeah. Ukraine's most popular snack, one, then he's got a sauce Oh, he's got, he's got a sauce, it is the Ukraine... Yeah. Yes, so um, I like his commitment, commitment to backing to truth, up his statements. Journalistic integrity that this letter has. It's a new thing for us, yeah. that's for sure. So you will find enclosed also one bottle of Mountain Dew. And we've had a look at this. And it is gingerbread snapped edition. The colour of this beverage is reminiscent of Spoff, however. And I think you'll find the flavour, viscosity, amplitude and mouthfeel somewhat palatable. 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 Yeah. Warmest regard, uh, James and Pearl. Thank you, James and Pearl. Da, 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 da. Oh, Asteroid. he even goes on to say they were bought in a convenience store in Midland, Texas. Each pack of sunflowers were about $3, which is quite expensive, and the Mountain Dew was 2 Asteroid. Oh, so I was right. Yeah, did you say Asteroid? I said Asteroid or Comet, didn't I? Something like that. And in the 90s, it was mixed with a whole lot of love, wasn't it? By Led Zeppelin and releasing the charts. Remember that? You mean there was a mashup of sorts? Of Asteroid and a whole lot of love. Yeah, that would work, wouldn't it? So I believe it was a reasonably big hit in the 90s, that song. As a, as a mashup? Must have been yeah. a very early mashup. I think it was like a band. Oh, they did a version, it, yeah, sort of. Right. And mashed the two together. Oh, so it wasn't see. like it was a cut up. 
Right. I think it was they just. Who was that the group track. we covered? Who were meant to have invented the mashup? The uh, who did all the rock and roll versions of? No, we haven't covered them on the show. We've just talked about it privately. Big Daddy. Yeah, I don't think we've talked about Big Daddy on the show. I think okay. we've talked about it in our private moments. <laughs> we've anyway. Let's we take some of these seeds. So we have three packets of bigs, which are sesame seeds, and they have three distinct flavors. What are they? Are they sesame seeds though? <laughs> <laughs> Are they? No, they're sesame seeds. They're not. Are they, Paul? What are they? I thought they were. Sunflower. Oh. A totally different plant. Very different. Sesame plant. seeds are what you get on a on a burger yeah, bun. Yeah, yeah. They're the tiny little things. Yeah, my brain. Uh, that you, like could be stuck there for three days from a meal you had three days and yeah. come out. I don't like them on burgers. I'll be honest with you. I don't like them. Sesame I mean, seeds. I don't like sesame seeds in general. Actually. You don't? No, I'm not. Don't a big like fan. the taste? Do you like the taste yeah. of sesame oil? Nah. I quite like it. It's nice when you use it for like a, a stir fry. That's about it. Now. These are both all three packs of bigs, which are sunflower seeds, edible sunflower seeds, but they are in their shell, so to speak. So they've oh, got a fibrous, and you can't, yeah, you have to break them open. But that's why the baseball players, like Pearl and Dean, have, sorry, Martin and Dean, what are they called? James and Pearl. <laughs> James. <laughs> James proving, and. Proving you never listen. I did, James and Pearl. Have said that the baseball players use them Replace instead, of, instead tobacco, of tobacco. Yeah, which is so not, they got to be a good the, thing. They chew the shell, spit the shell out, and then absorb the seed. I've been on buses around here because I think um, people from uh, Turkey and that part of the world are well into them as well. Oh, been yeah. on buses around here, and there's been like a whole mound, mound like a midden mound, where they've, where they've these. been waiting for a bus and just throwing yeah. the shells on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So, question: It's not the seed itself then that's flavoured; it's the shell. That you suck and chew. They right? must, yes, and they must bathe the whole thing in in the flavor bath. I don't know if I'm going to like and this because I don't like the idea of the texture of having something you can't eat in the way of the small thing you can eat. So people, what they've done in America, which they do a lot with stuff, is they've managed to just have roasted sunflower seeds, but this bigs people have entered into flavor country. Um, they're branded as well. They're based on brands, aren't they? These. That's flavors. what I'm trying to say. They've yeah. entered into uh, obviously. Uh, Partnership with all these massive brands. So no, bland's is probably correct. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm no, trying. no, I was agreeing with you. They are probably quite bland flavors. No, so you've got Vlasic kosher dill spears. One dill pickle. Yum. Flas- oh, you don't want a flaccid dill pickle, do you? Those are like a very big pickle um, in America. Yeah, they're not the best quality. They're just sort of the standard ones. Yeah, you've got the Taco Bell. Taco Supreme flavored sunflower oh, seeds. Everything about that reeks of fucking <laughs> poo poo. Well, um, it reeks of a terrible time on your toilet the next day. Yes, but it's just the flavour, so it probably won't give you the shits the way sometimes a real Taco, Taco Bell, Bell has could. always given me the shits, and that's really? why I don't go anymore. And I certainly you know what won't pisses me off about one. Taco Bell, the UK Taco Bells. What you go in there and it's like I want some tacos, and they're like, "Is that a meal?" How you know, like I don't eat a taco with fries, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I just want tacos. If I but want fucking get... tacos. And they can't even do it because they're so clueless. They don't know how to sell you just a bunch of tacos. Taco Bell does not work in the UK. It, it doesn't. Barely, it barely works in America, frankly. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, I like some, some proper shit sometimes. And I've been in America and you can get 10 taco box. Yeah, but that's go not for that. good. That's yeah. not good. Uh, the third, by the way, the third packet of Big's sunflower seeds that we're tasting are chili limon. Is that but a... yeah. it's got a branded... Chili hot sauce company Tapatio, which I think oh, we okay. did years ago. It's a big Mexican. Sounds familiar. All right, I tell you what. Then do you know what? I've got some Tapatio socks. That's another fact. It is a fact, and I can't do anything with it. Should we get the half on? Which what order do you want to do these? I'll in? let you pick. 
I reckon chili lemon start. Should we start then with the chili dill lemon pickle, then? and then we'll end with Taco Bell. So these you're not meant to do in one go because they've got that clever built-in sealer. Yeah. So you tear it and, and to begin with. Yeah. So I get in, and then they've got a little uh, ziplock thing. Yeah. There's a very little smell of chili or limon coming off those. So I think you have to activate it with I'm your saliva. I'm going to jostle. Give it a jostle, but it's not. There's not much half at all. Oh no! Is there? Tiny bit of lem- uh, lime. Yeah, you can smell some lime. So I just take a few and sort of suck them, I guess. Yeah. I've taken a little handful. Just suck them. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I kind of don't know what to do with it. What do with it? You split them. But I've crunched them, so now there's all fragmented bits in my mouth. No. You're just spitty. I've need... got. I'll get a spitty. You can't get spitty. Spitty here. I guess I shouldn't have just munched on them. <laughs> per... Spitty bag. Right, I missed the bag. You missed the bag. Okay, now we've had those. Those were the chili limon tapatio flavored ones. It's a really, I don't know, it's a really unsatisfying snack. Yes, personally speaking, it's more of a mouth toy. Do you see what I mean? It's like you get the flavour and you can sort of... That's why the, the baseball players chew on them. It's more like a toothpick or something. Do you know? It's in between a toothpick and a piece of I food. I think I'm not meant to put a load. I think it's just one at a time, isn't it? Do you like pistachio nuts? Yeah. See, those, for me, have the total balance between work and receiving. And it's yes. like eating mussels. Because, because so the, those the, the meat so of the nuts is, is, is worth it's breaking It's a success the enough. But, the, but the, the ratio of shell to seed with these, yeah. just you don't get enough once you get in there. It's such a tiny reward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fox Mordy used to like eating them in, in the X. Yeah, it's more of a sort of work, mouth work. What did you think of the chili and lemon flavour? I mean, it it's was there, there and yeah. it was a little bit hotter than I expected. And it wasn't too artificial. Lemon, the le- the no. limey flavour wasn't too artificial. It, I mean, it's, it's limon, which is lime in, in yeah. um, Mexican, it's, isn't it? It's fine. I think in terms of flavour profile, I would give it like a two. Because it's, it's there and then it's not. It wasn't it wasn't a great deal going on. There's some heat and there was some yeah. lemon. I mean, what else can you ask for? Not yeah. a lot of flavour to the hot sauce. Ugh. Shall we try these pickled ones? Yes, let's put the pickle. I'm just going to put one in this time. Proper suck it and then attempt to. Okay. So there's less. So there's less detritus. Ooh. Oh, he's got a nice huff on that. Then I take it. That's oh, a lovely dill huff on that. Paul. Oh. Nothing more to say. Let it's me a, have a little snuffle. It's a strident dill huff, coming off gaseous huff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Nice. There's a definite pulled from the burger sensation of the Absolutely. smell. Absolutely. Burger, burger pickle smell coming right. off. I'm just going to take two and I'm going to suck. You're going to take two. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to suck it this time and then eat it and break it. So here we go. Mm. I mean, the flavour's much better on this. I know, but it's just that, that problem. There's not enough reward. No. Nice though. Nice flavour. Not too artificial again, is it? No, the, the flavour's... Oh, shit. Oh, you spilt your pickle seeds. Oh, <laughs> mate. Jesus Christ. Hang on, I'm just going to stand up and get the rest of this. It's like having wood in your mouth in the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, so I've had wood in my mouth and it's not like that, mate. It doesn't fucking taste of pickle, put it that way. It might. It didn't. <laughs> in fact, I worry it's just going to taste more like the fucking Taco Bell one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just Paul's prediction? The Taco Bell's going to taste like unwashed penis ends. Uh, you know, certainly unloved penis. Okay, so he's cleaned up his seeds and we're back. Um, Paul, if you gave a two for the flavour of the first, for the... Uh, the... Oh, I'd probably say 3.5 for yeah. this one. Nice pickle flavour. I mean, I'm not a huge pickle flavour fan. So, no, I'll rephrase that. A pickle, art- artificial pickle flavour fan. And that wasn't overwhelmingly no. artificial. It's just nice. Very nice. dilly. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly, dilly. Let's now, do the last one. Taco Bell. Taco Supreme flavoured. <laughs> There's nothing supreme about Taco Bell. 
Let's have a huff on this. See, what kind of huff do you expect? A beefy huff? I expect some kind of chill, spicy, meat, 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 meaty huff. Oh, God, that's not That's a good the most one. artificial one. There's a What's sort the smell? Of, sort of beef, but it ends in a sort of cardboardy, sort of cleaning product kind oh, of smell. All right, let's have a go. You'll see what I mean. See if you can articulate that better. There's a sort of beefiness at the beginning, and but then it sort of... It smells like I've just put my head down a toilet. Yeah, do you see what I mean? After, after someone's left a great big hot egg in it. <laughs> you know, it's like no smell and then a bit of a smell. It's yeah, so... yeah. Not great now. No, it doesn't have the profile of the pickle. Now, you've been, um, you've been dreading this moment. Well, here Suck we go. Suck on these taco supreme flavoured seeds. Very salty. Easily the saltiest, aren't they? Yeah. It just tastes like an El Paso taco kit seasoning mix. Yes. You know what I yeah. mean? A cheap taco seasoning or fajita seasoning mix. That's, I guess, what it is. So, I mean, there you go. I mean, I'll say this for it. There is flavour there. You suck it, and the flavour's there for a considerable amount of time, considering the size of the item. But you're right. At the end of the day, it, it's, a, it's a... It's a poultry meal. Yeah. It's a tiny meal. Mm. With all that work of sucking the seed and having a woody seed in your mouth. Yeah. And then you open it. You've finally broken into the clam. You know what I mean? You open the fucking magic clam at the bottom of the ocean and there's a fucking tiny little pellet-like grey seed. Shut up. It's time to move <laughs> on to the drink. By the way, yeah, you didn't tell Juicy Jeremy about this. I'm not telling Juicy Jeremy anything at the moment because he's gone off the fucking rails. Oh, I think he is out there in the in the lobby. It doesn't matter. Don't, don't bring it up because he shouldn't be here. I think he's already... He's going through a whole thing at the moment. With a Willy Wanker, there's a kind of there's a friction going on, and it's 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 getting to them both. I don't want it to infect the show, you know. So just let's just shh. He well, keeps he's sending, out there. Yeah, but he keeps he's here already, me, Paul. We he should keep sending me these drinks, and the next day I have these weird stomach cramps. He asked me to tell him when we're doing the segment. We don't have to tell. I'm going to tell him. Why? I'm going to go get him. Don't get him. I'm going to go get Juicy Joe. All right, be quick. Okay. I think, Paul, and then, you know, we'll quickly... Well, just tell him. You, you explain tell him. to him. Explain to him it's not his soda this week, and then... It was sent to us. It's to not leave. our fault. Okay. It's not our fault. To leave. All yeah. right, I'll just go. I'll just do that. Okay, do that. you be stern with him, because I can't... All right. Yeah? All right, I'll put my foot down. Uh, Mr. Mr. Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, commit to the bit, Eli. Go on. Mr. Jeremy. Oh! Oh! Hello! Is it my turn now? Oh! Thank you! Here I am! Oh! Oh, my boys! My boys, my boys, hi. Hello, Juicy oh. Jeremy. Um, oh, I... Paul, my little boy. We're bringing you in for a reason today. Oh, you got me in to give you some soda and talk about the soda pop all the day long. I love to talk about that soda pop. And you know what? It is my soda God, pop. You tiring cunt. <laughs> Fucking emotionally draining prick. Oh, oh you are Eli's. Is your little friend Paul, little boy Paul, is he okay? I don't know. He's he's, he's quite tired. He's been working working this weekend. Oh well, I hope he enjoys the soda pop. I'm here to taste the soda pop with you boys. I got my jalapy, oh jalapy, <laughs> parked outside. I'm right outside the podcast. How are things with the wheelie wanker going? Well, he's in the back of the car with a chicken. Let me go get him. Oh, I wish you wouldn't. He's, uh... I'm going to go get him. Oh, I Hang don't think he should. <laughs> I don't think he should. Oh, my favourite little boy, Paul. Mr. Mr. Willie. Yeah, what? Mr. Willie Wanker, come on in. We've got... We want you to make up with her. Come on, commit to the bit, Paul. Come on. Oh. Now, you tell him... Hello, Mr. Wanker. ...that that building belongs to me. Right? 
And I, if I want to fuck a pig in that building, I have every fucking right to. Right. Hello. <laughs> so what do you want to say to my face? Well, yeah, we think you and um, Jerry need to sort out this whole land you problem. T- you so. should do. Now, so, yeah, now Mr. Wanker, you've been renting space in my soda No, you've been renting him. space in my f- candy factory. Now, we all know... Why you've been eating fucking snacks. Now What's we all... all this about? Someone sent it to us. Didn't fucking put it past me, did now, you? Now, Mr. Wanker, what if I could want? have your ear for just one little moment... I mean, you can talk all you like, but now, you know, I'm really not moment. interested. We've had this discussion a hundred times already. I want you out of the f- so-called factory. I know, I want you out of my factory. I'm not. I built the soda jug fountain in there in 1910. No, well, my family has owned that property, that land, since 1876. There's been wankers in charge of that land for as long as we can remember. Oh, you're a wanker. There's been a wanker in every generation who's on that fucking building. So don't you fucking tell me that you don't know you've been taking that money from the hand of a wanker. Now, let me remind you, you came here today, my jalopy. Now I'm going to take those chickens to a rescue rescue point. They don't need rescuing. They do, they've... They don't. They'll need putting down after they you're don't. done with them. Those saucy bitches fucking love You've it. You've destroyed some fucking chicken rectum. That's true. I'm going. Oh, are you going, are you? <laughs> you're just giving up like that, have you? After all the fucking settle. I, I don't fu- want to. If he's going to be around here, I'm not going to bring my sody pops in here. But Paul. You know Paul, what? I'm going to say it right now. Right, I'm sorry about this, but I once made a fucking dog come in your soda pop fountain. I thought there was an extra thickness one day to the soda pops. Fucking thickness, that's right. I milked that dog dry well, with my own mouth. That must be my my new soda pop. You know what, pop. I'm going to go, actually. <laughs> I think we should both go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <But> uh, <laughs> I'll just let them out, Paul. Yeah, you let them out. Go on, JC. They're all right, really, aren't they're they? All, they'll get, yeah, they'll make it up in the end. Right, <laughs> drink. We didn't even fucking tell them. Anyway, we've got this Mountain Dew ginger snap drink. It's the it's the joy of Mountain Dew mixed with the joy of cinnamon and ginger. Oh, I don't think... I think a cinnamon drink can be all right. We tasted that... Um, do you remember that Korean, that small Korean can, which is very oh, cinnamony? Oh, yeah. It was all right, very sweet right. and cinnamony. The problem is Mountain Dew has got such a kind of flavour profile that I find instantly repulsive. What is it? It's like artificial fruit flavour. I don't... No, you know what? I honestly don't know what the fucking hell Mountain Dew is meant Am to I taste right like. Am I right in thinking... Other than the colour green... Paul, that juicy fruit is jackfruit flavoured. Don't know. I think that's a, that's the magic behind I the juice. I don't know. Juicy... We're just spouting facts and we can't back them up. So anyway, I'm going to open this up. Now, on the label, there's a couple of edgy looking gingerbread men. Not just normal gingerbread men, but proper edgy fucklords. Do you think this One... was a special edition for Christmas or something like that? Well, why else would you release it? It sounds are like... Are gingerbread men Christmassy? They are. There's yeah, a... they are. One of them's got a Christmas hat on. You know, you always get gingerbread houses at Christmas to build and shit like that. So I it's... quite like the artwork. Who manufactures Mountain Dew? Is it PepsiCo or Coke or... I think it's... Oh, I don't know. Hang on. Let's have a look. PepsiCo. PepsiCo, right. Yeah. Well, I do not... It's got it... caffeine content as well. Yeah, that's it. No, that Mountain Dew, that's how it has modelled itself in recent years, as an energy drink, mm, as a competing yeah. with uh, Red Bull and, and Monster. Gatorade. Yes, yeah. so it's, because it's got very high caffeine content. Let's open it up and get straight in. I'm Which, who it... does Sprite and who does 7-Up? Sprite, I think, is Coke. 7-Up is PepsiCo. I mean, I... 
Yeah. Because they both are caffeine-free. Am I right in thinking that? All soda tastes like shit now, now that even the whole sugar tax thing in the UK, and it's, yeah. it's all zero this. And Well, we I like a sort of a slightly more expensive, I know it's not for the show, but I know. A, a more sort of bespoke But that's cola. the thing, I don't buy a lot of Coke these days, but if I have to... I'll probably spend a little bit more and get that gusto. Yeah. Or whatever it is. If it's available. It's not available well, everywhere. Yeah. Or you get Fentimans, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, you could get Fentiman's that. Fentimans Cherry Cola, I like. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Anyway. Better than, it is better than a Coke. Well, probably slightly better for you. I yeah. So it's due with a blast of artificial gingerbread flavour. I'm going to crack it open. What's a half coming off there? Oh, it smells like uh, some kind of mouthwash. Really? Yeah, yeah you yeah. sniff it. You know when you go to the dentist and they have a particular type of mouthwash? Here is a, a glass for you. Hoff it, baby. Mm, very mouthwashy. You know uh, that very of... sort of urethymol toothpaste Yeah, I think that's what you're getting at. The red, you know when you think of red toothpaste that, and or, red that mouthwash? That pink toothpaste, yeah. I don't know if anyone knows about it. It's called urethymol, I think. Yeah, it's got like that. that kind of feel going on, Definitely. hasn't it? Medicinal, mouthwashy, toothpaste Almost like, Not almost like. like, what's that? Bitter. You know the uh, Russo Rosso, Martini Rosso type of thing. More like a bitter, a bitter liqueur. Kind of like that, isn't it? Yes, a herby, almost a herby sort of wintergreen. Yeah, uh, or yeah. menthol. That yeah. kind of uh, yes, that kind hitting of hitting all the uh, profiles. Sort of Jägermeister, almost herby like that. Yeah, sort of. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Do you know what? I don't actually find it that unpleasant. That smell. No, no, I don't the at the moment. But the I know t- you want to hate this because no. you hate Mountain Dew. I don't want to hate anything on this show, but sometimes you know the reputation. Pre- seeds them but normal mountain dew is is going to be totally different from this this is you know they at least they're experimenting yeah and what we need to do i know i know juicy jeremy didn't mention it but um we need to um to try that new coke outer space stuff with Inter- intergalactic cola i've not found any yet anyway if you do see any and you want to send it to i'm cheap getting show, a cookie smell more on the huff now from this if you want to send any of that stuff to cheap show there's the po box on our website address go for that i'm getting much more of a cookie huff now i'm getting a bready cookie huff coming through Cookie you know Huff I mean? was the uh, British black exploitation character that never picked up. Shut up. It is. That's terrible. It's not. Fuck off. <laughs> Dear you. Here we go. Down the hatch. Mm. Very unpleasant, really. Just sort of no bite. The cinnamon doesn't have a lot of any heat to it. Do you know what I mean? So it just sort of stops dead. Stops dead in your mouth, that flavour. And it's got like almost a watery end. Yeah. It dies a watery death. The cinnamon, it tries to be there and then I'll dies say a- this. I don't find it unpleasant, but it, y- you're right. The flavour is there and then it's not, but it leaves the gingerbready burn afterwards a little a bit. A little bit. You know what? It's, it's a strange Frankenstein flavour between a sort of limey, citrusy tang. Like a lemonade, trying, basically. That they're putting in. And then the bready, sort of herby... Cinnamon, it, they almost seem to be not go well together. Do you know, do you know do you what know it is? is? It tastes more like someone's put gingerbread into Pepsi. Yeah. In fact, that to me is what it tastes That's like. Not Pepsi too bad. and gingerbread. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. I don't think I could finish a whole bottle of that. No. But it's it's not too bad. I would be generous and maybe say that's a three out of five. I'd go two point seven five. But uh, it does, yeah, it does taste like Mountain Dew with gingerbread in it. Weird. No, because Mountain Dew's got that weird, super artificial kind of, I don't even know I what you want to call it. I think at the front it. of this, there is a Mountain Dewy flavour. That's what I'm talking about, that limey, that sort of artificial citrusy at the For me, it's more front. cola. It feels more cola-like when I, mm. cola with the gingerbread after. I see, you know I see, what I mean? yeah. yeah. But specifically Pepsi Cola, that very syrupy. Yeah, yeah, it's syrupy, definitely got that Pepsi, caramel-y that, that texture, kind of thing. yes, yeah. It's still not awful, and I'd still, I'd much rather try and finish the bottle off than finish those seeds off. Now, Paul. Yeah. There's a very important aspect of the show. Yeah, uh, that has been a thread going throughout the years, and some people would say it is the the pinnacle of what we do. It's the source of book. Go get it because uh, we are already at half an hour, and I want to speed this up. No, you will not, 
denigrate the source report. Or I'll just cut it. I'm going to insert. So you can be quick. I'm going to take the source report. I'm going to do the source report now. I don't have to go get it. The right. source is here. All right, well, just and the quick. spoons are here. Because, again, I'm you're, half It is the hour. most professionally successful aspect of the show ever to have existed. The source report is timeless. The source report stands above all speech. <laughs> he's, he's doing a hand plant, everyone. Right. I have the sauce spoons in my hand. One for you and one for me. Now, I, I saw this in the shop. Oh, where has it gone? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> where has it gone? You stupid fucking useless pillock. Great. Here it is. Hurry up. Now. I'm losing my temper. We've. We've done lots of sources on the show before, Paul, on the source report. Someone says recently when they listen to an old episode of Cheap Show and they think, I've grown more uh, grumpy and I've become less tolerant of your shit. And do you know what? They're not fucking wrong. Right. Source report, everyone. This is the magical, sacred, protected segment of the show where I, Eli Silverman, source expert of the universe, discuss, taste and produce source. <laughs> Piri Piri, we ain't done Piri Piri before. Piri Piri is this whole class of hot sauce. Um, and I was only first aware of Piri Piri as a sauce type, Paul, when Nando's first arrived on our, our shores. What about you? Did you know about Piri Piri before that? Please contribute to the source report. Here's contributing editor, Paul Gannon, everyone, with his views on Piri Piri. He's not, he's refusing to talk. Right. I'll just have to look it up on the old Googles. This will be a fun bit for you to edit. Yeah, see? It just costs you work. It costs you work. Peri Peri. It's a sauce. It's a some kind of sauce mix. Oh, God. There's loads of restaurants called Peri Peri. Here we go. What is Peri Peri? It simply means pepper sauce. So, Paul, it's all it means. It's just hot sauce. It's called hot sauce in other parts. Don't give me the spoon back. He wants me to produce sauce for him. <laughs> All right, Paul. I'll give you a spoon of this sauce, yeah? And then I want... I, you're going to need to talk and say what it is, how it feels for you on your mouth and stuff. Ooh, it's got a very saucy huff on it. It's not coming out. Oh, I'm going to have to do it over here. All right, wait for me to set up my spoon. What do you think of that? Is he not... He's not talking. He's taking the sauce. He's just taking the sauce. Well, I'll tell you. It's got a nice, very nice, peppery, almost tomatoey uh, odour, this. Very sort of a deep, a smoky, deep pepperiness. Um, nice. Mmm. Oh, it's really salty. Ooh. Oh, that's lovely. Really salty. Saltier than I imagined. And that deep, dry, dry pepperiness. And that is the style, I think, when the piri-piri. It's lovely, dry heat coming through and a lovely, salty more than vinegary. Although there is a vinegar thing there. He's pointing at his clock. Do 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 Perry Perry gets a gets a strong four point five for me and uh lovely lovely that would be lovely sauce thanks for listening to the sauce report you're a cunt you should have fucking said something about the sauce mate why aren't you talking about the sauce you're like a child right well thank you for listening to Cheap Show and we're gonna move on to our next segment of the show now everyone likes to play it's the price of shite so join us after the sound effect you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Piri Piri sauce came from Portugal, and it uses bird's eye cheese. Hello, welcome back to Cheap Show. It is time for 
The Price of Shite with its theme tune that Eli's going to do for us now. Eli, please take it away with the Price of Shite theme tune. Oh, Piri Piri came from Portugal. Piri Piri from Portugal. And that's right. If you value your job. <laughs> All right, I, I'll I do it. I strongly suggest that you do as you're told or I will report you to HR. Okay. And you know that Paul's a fucking cunt in HR. I don't want to see him again. He's got terrible odour. You know, and you don't want to be mean to people about it, do you? But it's just, it's this smell of fucking garbage coming out of every, like, just his mouth, everything. He's, so, got, an, he's got an illness. That means he can't control his body scent. And sometimes, because of his fat content, it comes out in a kind of burnt tyre garbage smell sweat, yes. right? So that's another thing I'm going to mark you down now for, taking the mickey out of someone with an ailment. So just keep on going, you insensitive fuck. Jesus now, Christ. do you want to go over us again? Do the I'll theme do the fucking properly? song, all right? Or do you want to go see Paul and HR? I don't want to go see I will him. Se- I will send you to Paul and HR. I really don't want to go see him, mate. Right. Okay? It's fucking miles up anyway. Yeah. It's like a bloody tower up there. I shouldn't call it the HR office. I call it the fucking, the HR lighthouse. The infinite lighthouse. <laughs> on the 13th floor. It's where all the uh, admin is for Cheap Show on the 13th floor. It certainly is. I prefer hanging out outside the underneath the podcast. Some fine wines down there. That's where all the dirty, dirty characters hang out, though, isn't it? In the car park under the building. Yeah, playing, nice. playing jacks. <laughs> they do play jacks. Yeah. they've got their own version of it. Yeah, I, called, uh, yeah, I know. It's called Jacks Off. Yeah, good. Poindexter's here. Hello, Poindexter. Now we've now, no. we've agreed we're seeing other people, so <laughs> don't worry about that. But Is it Point an open Dexter, relationship? Yes, Poindexter will. Point yes, Dexter, I've always hello. told you it's purely consensual. So would you mind if I you point will never touch, out? You will never touch Poindexter. It's, not, it's up to Poindexter, not you, is no, it? No, it's not. You just said you've got an open relationship. Well, that's what I say. But so why fact, can't I go see Poindexter? Because I control all of Poindexter's comings and goings. Well, then that's not really an open relationship then, is it? Anyone else apart from you, I wouldn't mind. So it's just me? Only why? you. Because you think I'll show him a good time and he'll run off of me because he realise I'll love him and treat him right. And not just fucking wear his fur out on my groin rivet. I'm going to put him on my pants right now. If he's, he's not careful. Need, well, he can't because he needs to do the theme. Ch- uh, the uh, Oh, God. Don't put Poindexter in your cock pants. You asked for it. No. I felt well, all your talk of going out with Poindexter has made me feel insecure. No, well, so I have to reignite, look, I don't know if- restructure our relationship. Now he's going to live down there. For the next two weeks. By gagging him with your cock mound in, in, in your trouser department. He's face down in the cock mound. Face down in the cock mound. And he's, you know, face he's, down in the mound! Look, he can uh, stick his head right under the gooch and shout along to Bob Holness at the back there. <laughs> yeah, nice little chap. <laughs> and he's illuminated because of the holiness of Holness's hole. It's the fucking price of shite. It's the fucking price of shite. Oh, it's I want to do that! Of shite. Oh, no, you've, it's gone on from that. You're now in Poindexter land, so for whatever we've I'm not in Poindexter land. He's very much on. in Eli Silverman land. <laughs> Goochland. Now, yeah, mound. Yeah, moundland. Yeah, swampland. He's in uh, Eli's swampland. <clears throat> oh, it's the fucking price of shite. It's the fucking price of shite. It's the fucking price of shite. Oh, it's the fucking price of shite. And that's right. So, it's the price of shite, mate. This comes from Ash. Thank you, Ash. Eli and Paul, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, having discovered it during lockdown and deciding to binge Every episode. Oh, Ash, oh, Ash. Very even, brave. Even we've not done that. No, we refuse to on principle. Never, what pr- what's the principle never look we back. refuse to? Never on. look back. Never look back. Never yeah. look back. Always look forward. Always look forward. repeat what we do on a weekly basis. Now I am up to date, I thought I would send this to you as a thank you for all the hours of entertainment you have given me. Thank you. 
I have a Thanks, price Ash. of shite for you. Details below. And I also enclosed a gift for each of you that may appeal to your tastes. Once again, thank you for all that you do. And I look forward to listening to for many years to come. Lovely, lovely. Thank you, Ash. Um, yes, we got two gifts from him. You got a album, a vinyl album. Which is uh, a recording of all of the moon landing stuff. Yeah, which is, I bet, I bet if you got really fucking wrecked stoned and turned the lights out and just listened to that, I bet that'd be quite a nice experience. Yeah, I quite like the sound of that stuff. Yeah. It's nice record. <laughs> all of that stuff, yeah. But they're talking about going to the moon. We're going to the moon. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like I like found footage audio. He found the moon. You know, but there's a whole co- people who found the moon. Paul, there's people who collect and and swap um, planets. Uh, those messages on trains, like you know, the person when you go on a train journey, there's a guy who goes, "Man, there's sandwiches available." Oh yeah, like, yeah we'll yeah. be doing this. Those. Those messages. On what do you mean? Where do they get them people from? People like you get them because there's oh. old trains used to have tapes and like they'd be taped by people. Pre-recorded and stuff. It's like a thing. It's they're a quite hard thing. to come by, obviously, because they're not recorded a lot. No, it's so just they, live they're now, quite, isn't it? um, They're quite desirable in a certain circles. Houston, we're, f- we're on the moon. We're on the moon. We're landing on the moon, Houston. Houston, we got a problem. What well, did Jimmy Biscuits go to the moon? He did go to the moon. It's an un- unknown fact that him and fucking Tony Harris or something <laughs> went to the fucking moon. <laughs> exactly. Now, Poindexter's warmed up. Now, he didn't like what you were saying, okay? He didn't so say anything. He needs to fulfil his role today. It's it's nice to have a role. Let's not forget the protector of the betwings. And what are betwings, Paul? So now I have to put betwings a Betwings are the things we bear. win. Betwings are the points in this game. So now I have to put a piss-stained teddy bear on our... Answers, because as because uh, Ash has sent an envelope with the prances on. But wait, before we go any further, you got an album. I got. What did you get? I haven't seen your gift. Two cassettes. Oh, by Rainbow Stories. Oh, real Ghostbusters, cold cash in hot water, and adventures in slime and space. Both real Ghostbusters tapes, and where would they have been sell- sold with a sort of picture book? Usually they come with a picture book right. as well, but these are without. Oh, cold cash in hot water is from a uh, season two episode, episode 39. So Peter's father, Charles, is working in Alaska and unearths an Inuit statue which holds a powerful demon called Hob Anagarak. Called Hob Anagarak. the Eskimos called the first demon. That's what Cold Cash and Hot Water is all about. Uh, problematic. And it, and it looks a bit Slightly. like... Slightly. It looks a bit like a kind of HP um, Lovecraftian kind yes, of creature. Yes, very Lovecraftian. Um, yeah, Adventures in Slime in Space is that one that fucks me off. Slimer goes through a machine and then becomes millions of little Slimers. Then they all join back together. I think I remember that one. And become one big Slimer. It's a very Slimer-centric episode, isn't it? The number of episodes of the real Ghostbusters that start with Slimer doing something he shouldn't and releasing something well, or he's doing a big, something. Well, yeah, he's a big um, character. He was a much bigger character than in any of the films, wasn't he? Well, yeah, he wasn't the... even really a character in the film. Anyway, here are the price of shite answers. And here is Poindexter. Poindexter is nice and warm. And yes. has reignited a deep and truly... Beautiful thing between me and him. And there he sits. Yeah. Guarding the betwings. And those are the points that we... We, that's we the, strive for. We strive for betwings on this game. Paul. So, uh, all items were purchased from a Nottingham charity shop. The total price of all uh, five items... Ceiling item... Is four pound seventy. Four seventy is the total price, so and the price is that's the not a ceiling. Envelope. That is the actual full price. Oh yeah, I guess it would be, which we shouldn't think about because then we'd we'll, then try, we'll, get, and, yeah. we'll try and add up all the. I prices. never really think about it anyway. I just kind of go with my gut. And if it goes over or under, it's. We'll but see. This, see now, you'll know that you're wrong somewhere that you wouldn't have got full betweens well. unless it all adds up to four seventy. Well, let's find out how we go. I'm going right? to try and add up all my answers to four seventy, Paul. So the first one is a big one. We'll get it out the way a because we're not, we're not going to play it, and it's big. 
But, bloody hell, they got me a board game. It's the Mummy animated TV series board game. Search for the amulet or whatever the fuck it's called. (laughs) (laughs) But here it is. Look, it's, it's an interesting board game. Because it's like based on the animated series, which you'd never heard of, had you? It's box. There's a box there. Yes, there's a box there. <laughs> you know what? Fuck this. I forgot to bring it. I forgot to bring it. I'm sorry. I know Ash. I'm an actor and everything. Ash, Paul, but I, I forgot to bring Christ. it. I forgot to bring it. So what? You I didn't have want to... to bring it. No, I forgot to bring. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't pour salt on this wound. I was going for it. You should have just played along when I said that there's a box there. Yeah, no, that's good, mate. Where you go, all right, there's a box. (laughs) You couldn't act at all, could you? Say, oh, it's an interesting box. It looks like this. What are these characters? You showed me one quick flash on your phone. And then I showed you the picture of the box. (laughs) Right, but it's a a terrible game as well as looking shit. Is that what you're saying? No, because last night I opened it up to have a look at it. Mm. And it's definitely interesting. I think it's honestly just someone's idea for a board game that they slapped the mummy license on top of. But it is based on the animated series. There could be other games with different skins. Because basically... I I mean, other versions of the same game with different skins. Yeah, because the game is basically like a kind of hide-and-seek game. Right. So the idea is you've got six characters and they all have different cards and you've got to answer the clues to move up the board to get to the centre. And the centre wins this amulet of internal life. I do not recall the animated show that this is based on. So it's made af- it's based after the second film and the idea is like their kid that's grown up a little bit gets an amulet stuck to his wrist by accident and that gives him powers but then it means the mummy's after him. And so it's like they a were chase big, around those the world. Films. That was the last time Universal was successful with any of their monsters, wasn't it? Uh long story short, yeah. Yeah. Because when that film came out the mummy everyone was like what have you done to this classic horror film? And I was like Oh, you've made it fun like an Indiana Jones film, and it yeah. stands up on they, its own. They changed kind of. the genre cleverly, yeah. didn't they? And, and I yeah. think it still kind of works as a kind of nice PG horror with yeah. a nice load of Indiana Jonesy stuff. Yeah, in it, adventure right? horror. Yeah, not, it's not pure horror no. by any means. You know, well compared to the Tom Cruise one, it shows you. What... Ne- yeah, did you see the Tom yeah. Cruise? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. It took a while for me to get through it because I found it. Would it be fair to say that you're a fan of the original Universal monsters? Uh, I, I, yeah, some of them are better than others. You know. I don't, I don't particularly care for Dracula, but I like Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. I like the Wolfman. And Wolfman's all right. And Invisible Man came a few fair years later after all but that. But he's still considered, and so is um, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, even though the, like, the Creature from the Black Lagoon was like one of the last proper... And I think Universal. there are other sort of second-tier ones. Yeah, there's like things like the Black Cat with Boris Karloff, yeah. and things, which are yeah. strictly speaking under that license, but don't really right. count. I see. Um, but anyway, the, more, the, the money turned into an animated series, and this is some merchandise. And again, the card clues that you get are unique to each character. And as you turn them over, it's like, here is a room that you won't forget. You'll go in there to get wet. Well, what's the room? And you go, bathroom. Uh, bathroom, and then you win the card. I think they... Why did they choose the mummy to start with the relaunch? Because the mummy, surely, sort of culturally speaking, it's a bit you mean problematic the... now because of the whole Egyptology and the way, basically, that it was, it was linked with colonialism and us stealing, and how we stole stealing the treasures yeah. and all of that, and it's all sort of linked with that. So, wouldn't why would it be the first one you think of to relaunch the whole thing? Wouldn't you just say, let's not do a you version of the mummy in the nineties? Because Frankenstein, or... you could do. No, no. Do you mean you in the nineties, set... or do you mean recently with Tom recently Cruise? with Tom Cruise? Well, because they wanted so, to do the so, Marvel um, thing, mis- misguided. No, no. It makes more sense to the mummy because, like, they want to do a dark universe like Marvel, but with all their monsters, right? Mm. So why not begin with a with a title that's already one. been successful? I see. So they looked at the Brendan Fraser one and went, "That work. We'll just make it modern and edgy, yeah, and we'll start tying in this whole 
cult thing where it's all they're collecting monsters I and guess there's a league can, yeah, of... yeah, I can see that and you can see it, it's sort of like it would be the oldest of the monsters. So and they've sort of foundational strictly for the speaking, universe, I guess. Strictly speaking, they had done Dracula before the mummy because originally there's a film called Dracula Unborn. Oh, or did that ever reborn? come out? Yeah, it came out a like, year before The Mummy. Did it? Yeah. I can't Was remember the star of it. Big, it. big budget. But have you ever heard of it? No. Exactly. Anyway. it's Besides the point, this is the board game version of the kids' I show. I have to think of a prize. Think for of this a prize for this nice and imaginary... big... Imaginary... No, it's, you've seen the picture. It's a nice big I board game. I don't know that you've really seen this. You could, be just, you could just be making this shit up. How do I know? Where are the prices? Can I open the, the prices? Envelope. Yes. Poindexter, yeah, you tell me. Yeah, he's guarding them with his... His muffy head. Yeah. So you yes, wee wee smelling snout. What kind of guess when, the price? When was this game made? I don't know. Um, I, I, I need to hold things in my hand to feel the girth, the the weight. Late nineties, late nineties. It's a late nineties board game, and, and it it's was just a board, in a charity shop. Yeah, and everything's cardboard. There's no moving. What condition metal are we talking about? It's all Very split nice up the sides of the no, box. In no? nice condition. No. Okay. Um, I promise you that it's complete. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's just one of those board games where everything's cardboard, even the play pieces. Yeah, you know, everything. It's, it's, yes, it's yeah. cheap. Yeah. It mm. wouldn't have been a... 470 expen- total. How many um, items do we have today? Five. Wow. That is cheap, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I go first this time then. Is that what yes. you want to say? Go on. Five items. They're all under a quid. Yes. Is this the biggest item? I don't... Yeah, considerably. It's the biggest because it's a board game. I'm going to say a quid then. All right. Can I say a quid? It's up to you. You say whatever you want. I'll say a quid. We can change these answers after, yeah? You, you guess first on the next item. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and say that it is... I'll go more. 150. 150. Now, shall we remind everyone of how the points are, are appointed? Do we know what system Ash is using? Is he using the classic... Classic. On classic the nose, two system. betwings. 25p out either way of the final price. One between. So you've decided to go more than 25p either way of my guess of a quid, have well, you? Well, I just think it's a bit more expensive. That's it. Well, you, yeah, you're throwing away an easy between there, if I'm right. Yeah, but as I say, it's £4 something for the lot, so... What I, did you say? 150 mm. All right, well, okay. I think you should... I just think it's more Mark than a quid. my word, I think you should say 125 All right, well, I think either you, way... I think strategically you're not playing the game to the the, the best of your All right, well, either way, ability. I still think it's more than a quid. Okay, so you said 150 fine. All right. I might be wrong. Great. Well, I might... Next item. <laughs> All right. Can I get to hold this in my hand? Oh! It's a physical thing I remember to bring. Oh, this is nice. That's a new catchphrase for Paul. It's a physical thing and you remember to bring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Chillers for Christmas. It's, it's a collection of ghost stories hardback, set around Christmas. Hardback book edited by Richard Dalby. It's got a nice... I've just borrowed this from the local library filter. It really has, doesn't hasn't it? Hasn't it? But cheap. Cheap. Um, oh, pictures for all these items. Stories. Pictures on all these items will be on the website, thecheapshot.co.uk. Shall I read a bit from the insider? Yeah, sleeper? go on then. At Christmas time, said the stranger in the chimney corner, folks seem to think themselves privileged to ask other folks to tell them stories. Arm yourself with the seasonally gripping stories contained in Chillers for Christmas, and you will never be at a loss when gathered round the flickering hearth on a Christmas Eve, someone suggests the traditional Christmas tale. That's bullshit. You don't tell ghost stories at Christmas, no, do you? No, you do. It's kind of a thing, mostly because I think of M.R. James and A Christmas Carol. Think about it. The most famous Christmas story of all is a ghost story. I guess, yeah. So it kind of makes sense. It's maybe a British thing more than anything else. This was published by Michael O'Mara Books and in the inner sleeve jacket on the jacket. Yeah. What's that called, that? Uh, sleeve. Margins on the sleeve at the back. Yeah. It says, also available. Yeah. From Michael O'Mara books. So it must have sold because they've got lots of titles. Ghosts for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Murder for Christmas. Oh, God. Murder at the opera. Murder takes a holiday. And country house murders. So they basically... Big on death. Uh, 
little crime short story imprint. That's um, so chillers. And there's some. This to me also has the feel of them using stories where they don't have to pay the author oh, like the or their domain. estate because they're out of yeah. yes. Because the first story on the backlisted is a Rudyard Kipling story, so they probably don't have to pay copyright on that because it was oh yeah, or over a hundred years, or whatever it or used to minimal be, minimal fifty fees years at all. So very cheap. Very much like a book you'd find look. in a pub when you're on holiday in Devon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do I do like the cover of like the Christmas tree, the kind of you know, the kind of a snowman drawing, you know, the walking in the air. It's got that kind Raymond of Raymond Briggs feel. It's feel, but like it's the a skeleton's hand on the couch. Oh, I see that. Looking yeah, at the it's kind of cheesy and kind of fun, yeah. And who have you got? You've got uh what names of note? George Manvel Fenn. They're Arthur, all ancient, aren't they? Arthur Conan Doyle. Roger Kipling, we mentioned. Oh, that's about it. Or John Gladsbury. They're, I bet they're all sort of... Roger Johnson. They sound to me like they're all like late Victorian. So maybe or, they're not all horror stories then. Maybe they are kind of thrillers and chillers, like spooky stories. They're chillers, yeah. They bring together 27 deliciously spine-chilling tales set in locations diverse as India, France and Somerset and spanning over a century of storytelling. But all are united by their Christmas theme. I think it's unfair on Halloween that Christmas also gets to do ghosts. Well, that's why we have the nightmare before Christmas, isn't it? That's the uh, halfway house between the two. But how much do you think it is? Mm, that's my go. It's your go, Paul. Uh, Listen to him trying to cheat on this. Trying to get the edge. 75p. And I will go for 50p. 75p, 50p. Next item. Mm. Can I hold it in my hand? Is it a real thing that you've remembered to bring? No. It is! It's a thing I've remembered to bring. (laughs) This is an envelope, and it has a picture of an elephant as a coat hanger. Sort of the do not disturb sign, but it says poo not disturb, and it's sort of portraying the elephant's back back end is facing towards yeah us. but there's a reason why this it is... says poo because all those coat hangers are made from recycled elephant dung they are shit they are, I mean they're literally made of shit these are oh really I mean not like they've been processed and treated like they smell nice and cardboard like recycled yeah like recycled cardboard and stuff. these but... are these are do not disturb hangers shaped like elephants it's hard to describe what they are they are do not disturb hangers shaped like elephants and they're all for when you're in the shitter Paul. Would you do that though? I mean, maybe if you have a house share and you don't have a lock on the toilet door. Imagine you moved into a new house share and you saw these. They'd be like, "Sorry, it's not working out." <laughs> do you know for some reason, this is, look. Well, let's go through them. Yeah, but for some reason, imagine going into a house, seeing that, and goes, well, "Why is he hung on the kitchen door?" It's not. Basically, these are little hangers to let people know you're in the in the business chamber doing the business. Yeah. So one says what? But the first one says in the loo. Doing the poo. <laughs> doing the poo? Yeah. As like in, a dance? No, as in doing like the poo to end all poos. Oh, right. Okay. <sighs> the second one is on the phone at the throne. All right. Good. Ha ha ha. Then we have poo not disturb. Which is fine. Poo not disturbs classic. Which is what they uh, advertise on the yeah. cover with the envelope. Then we have the simple yet effective poop, poop in progress. Poop in progress. Use these hangers to make your time in the loo precious and peaceful. What the f- Fuck. It's just to stop people trying the door. But is it if you don't have a lock? Do you know what I mean? And also, that's what I said. Yeah, you want to try and avoid people knowing that you're shitting. It seems like you wouldn't. This is a terrible novelty item that shouldn't exist. Oh, I'm in a crappy situation. And lastly, poop in progress. <laughs> oh no, we would. A set that. of five hangers for the loo made from the best ever elephant poo. Well, there you go. They are. How awful, much are they? Awful, awful, awful. But how much are they? 
75. Okay, 75. I'm on a, a bit of a purple streak in terms of this game, by the way. All right. Completely, um, when we did that pass the parcel version, I owned you. I'm going to say a quid. And also the sock game. God, that gave me pleasure listening back to me beating you at the sock game after you'd had a go at my fingers, Paul. All right, good. No, well done. All right. Uh, <laughs> right, I've said a quid for that. You said a quid for that? Yeah. Next item. Is this another one that isn't real? No. It's, it's a, a real thing tape. that I remembered to bring. Oh, this is a cassette tape. Yeah. Nessie and the History of Loch Ness, written by Alan Campbell McLean, spoken by Ian Cuthbertson, and it's from a company called House of Scotland. This is a terrible tourist item. I can't from have the 80s. We'd listen to it, actually, now, before we got started. Let's see what it says on the inside matter. Ooh. There's a nice little map of the Loch Ness area. There's a nice area. little map of the Loch Ness area I've taken the pictures inside. of yeah. all of these already. They're on the website. So, yeah, have a look at this cassette. It looks like it's half kind of history of the Loch and half history of Nessie. Yeah. And areas nearby. It says on here, The story of Loch Ness from historic times to the present day, told by Ian Cuthbertson. Uh, a tour around Loch Ness in sound reveals much of the daily life. I reckon this is going to be excellent. Mate, we take a quick break and have a listen? Sure. All right, we're going to take a quick listen. That way we can judge it fairly. The undoubted aura around Loch Ness has drawn some strange people to its shores. Alistair Crowley, the great beast, high priest of the occult, was one. The great beast once lived in Boleskine House, now owned by Jimmy Page, lead guitarist of the rock group Led Zeppelin. Jimmy's associate, Malcolm Dent, tells a strange tale of mystery and magic. Jimmy, Jimmy Page bought Boleskine House because... He has a very uh, strong interest in Crowley and in magic. He's been very into sort of magic and that sort of thing since, uh, almost since I've known him, and that's, that's since I was 11 years old. And uh, I think he, he was into magic before he picked up like a bloody guitar. Boleskin really, he had, his, had had his eye on, and when it came on the market, he naturally snapped it up. It was sort of part of the collection. Although, it's a very nice retreat too. Crowley bought the place for a specific purpose, which was to conduct a, a magical ceremony called the Abramelian. You weren't supposed to do, but being Crowley, he decided he was going to do it. It was a very dangerous sort of ceremony to do with evoking your guardian angel. But to do this, you had to bring forth uh, all the evil spirits and all the rest of it, which he claimed to have done here, just outside that door. They came in through there. At the time, it was incredibly isolated here. I know that you had to come here by steamer on the loch. There was always stories about some of these spirits were still knocking around the place. I must admit, that it was pretty weird when I first came here. The whole house was a bit strange. There, there were, I suppose you'd call them ghosts or spirits or something, <laughs> inhabiting the place. There, there was, there's one real famous one, Simon Lord Lovett, the man who was beheaded after the 45. The story goes that he, had his, he was beheaded and his head used to inhabit this house. And it did. I mean, I've, uh, the head rolls in the house. Crowley wrote about it, and I've heard it. Um, when I first came here, I, I used to do a lot of writing. And I used to sit up at night, sometimes in this room and sometimes in the other room down the hall there, um, till about three or four in the morning. And I used to hear this damn thing rolling up and down the corridor outside. And... I mean, I've never heard a head rolling along the floor, but that's, you know, this is what a head, I, I imagine a head would have sounded like. It stopped now. It doesn't seem to happen anymore. Although I go to bed earlier, you know. <laughs> 
so we just had a little listen to it, and it's uh, quite well produced. Quite well produced. It's like quite in depth as well. Yeah, we thought it was going to be like the oh, they built a city, a little township here in then fourteen twelve. It's like no, in the beginning of time, it went back to the beginning of time. It was like really the earth ruptured. Yeah. So a very in-depth uh, sort of history of the geological formation of the lock, I guess. Yeah. And then... Um, and then it goes into... Like, interviews with people, like, apparently, Jimmy Page's mate. We've actually just put that in, so we yeah. can talk about it. But yeah, he owned the house that Alistair Crowley used to have sex magic to try and open some big... It, to um, summon his guardian angel. The last podcast on the left did a really good three-part episode breakdown of Crowley. Yes. And it goes into a lot more detail there. But effectively, he broke a man's mind with bum sex. Yeah. Basically, doing this magic. He did. He certainly he did. He was a power bottom. He was, uh, yeah. The, the power bottom. He might have been the most powered bottom. Of all time. Of all time. Uh, the devil powered his bottom. Mm. No. Um, and then they've got... Uh, on like other, experts, other parts geologists of this, and things. Uh, they have... Uh, First person accounts of the of spotting of, the, of yeah. the monster. Oh, I saw the monster back in the day. It <laughs> So it's a, quite an interesting thing, actually. I was sitting there on me boat. Must Wait, I'm s- doing a story. Oh, I was out there on the loch in me wee boat going fishing when all of a sudden the clouds seemed to just disappear and it was a oh, spooky night. Not a single sound was being made. No, it gosh, McGlock, McGallagosh. Cut a sudden, to the end. It's a huge jobby. It was a huge jobby. It was a huge jobby. <laughs> it was just a huge jobby. Yeah, okay. Old Paddy okay. Over, uh, dropped his kecks and what I thought was the giant neck of a beast was just a jobby. <laughs> now, <laughs> see, it works. It now, works. Um, this castle thing, what's that? Castle, the cover? lock, I don't know. That's lock. not the house. That's not Crowley's house. It's not Crowley's okay. house. It's not Crowded House either. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't look much like Crowded House. Anyway, how much do you think that was? That lovely cassette, which I think, if you were driving around Scotland in the 80s, and you, how, when was that made, does it say? 1990. Okay, if you're in your car driving around... Loch Ness, and you put that in while you're driving round. That'd be great to listen to, I yes. think. Or a little Walkman as you're doing a walk. It is. It's well produced, and it's a nice little thing, actually, Paul. I think it's a nice little thing. Nice too. little piece of ephemera, that. And you know what? We don't often have cassettes come along no. the cheap show, but that's the kind of stuff we should look forward. It's for. nice to listen to. It's nice that I've got my Yamaha. I've got a very nice. Uh, tape, oh yeah. When you put the uh, noise reduction on, you really got rid of that hiss, didn't you? Yeah, I really did. Yes. And it sounded a lot more robust and full and rich. It's nice that it's got touch buttons at Yamaha. Yeah, the only thing that's, that's wrong with it is the uh, the loading tray is actually snapped. Yeah. So you sometimes have to. We've talked it. about this before. Okay. I've had uh, twice now. This might be the third. Time. Now, Paul, what, the other thing I wanted to mention is it's all died down the whole Nessie thing, hasn't it? Now the whole monster thing because they did. I mean, some, it still didn't pulls... they do some major surveys with like sonar and they found fuck all. Like, yeah, there's no proper, way proper computerized. Sweeps, there's there's like, no way. A there's cre- anything. Well, down they there. they say they, well maybe it swims out and comes back in. It was like well it no can because hear the it, boats and goes. Well, out yeah, again, but we yeah. can't do that because apparently, like, it's either bu- above or below sea level, which means it means things can't swim in and out of it. Basically, uh, I see. It's something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, because it's the not details. connected. It's not connected to the sea directly. And is whatever it? streams or small caves do direct it are way too small for a big beast for like a big Nessie's beast to like Nessie's supposed to be. So yeah. you know. So you think pr- pretty definitively bollocks. But it doesn't mean it's like well, it doesn't stop people going to Disneyland knowing Mickey Mouse isn't real, does it? You know, it's all part yeah, of. Yeah, but the... I remember when I was growing up, like even into the nineties, it was like a. It could, it could exist. It was, there was, it was on the table. Because all that magic's gone from the world now, Paul, isn't it? Well, it's because we film a lot more of the world, and as a result, we know a lot more. Of the world isn't as exciting as we think. Yeah. So, like, think about it. 
the last time it was popular in the 90s was when like X-Files came through and all of a sudden people were back into cryptozoology and aliens and, and ghosts. And mysterious, unexplained phenomena. And then you get another there was a huge, spike. There was a huge spike then, yeah. wasn't there? But then you yeah. get another spike about 10, 15 years ago when there's a boom of shows like Most Haunted and Ghost Hunting and you do Do you think it comes in cycles? Do you think it will keep coming in cycles? Yeah. Um, paranormal sort of uh, interest. All it takes is like a show or a movie to suddenly spark people's interest in the supernatural and then Loch Ness gets another wave of tourists for a bit. Who guessed the last price? Uh, so it'd be uh, one, two, three. So it's my turn to start yeah, this time. Thank you. I'm gonna say that's twenty-five p. I'll go. F- I'll go thirty-five p. Thirty-five p. Forty p. Sorry, forty p. Forty p. Final offer. Forty p. Forty p. All right. Okay. Cool. And then the last item is something I've forgotten. It is <laughs> a. So uh, what? It's a real. It's not really here. You forgot it. What's the opposite that rhyme? We can't cheer because it's not, not really, really here. here. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Uh, right, so um, I'm trying to think of something better, but actually no. that will do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was a map, a laminated map of Bangkok. <laughs> Which in itself it is just a like such a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> What's oh. it laminated with? Uh, Spang. Yeah, the glist, the glist of spliff. The glist of spliff. Right. It comes down the window. So it is a small laminated map of the tourist, tourist map, points yeah. in Bangkok. There I've got no... a couple. I have one. Um, of LA. Of LA. Yeah. Um, it's smaller than that. Right, but did you see my it's one of like New a York? credit card that folds did out. Did you see my map, one of Manhattan? Uh, yeah. All the museums in Manhattan, which yeah. is from the 80s, it's very much a yuppie-ish sort of item. Yeah. This Gold uh, with funny gold uh, sort of I think margins. this can fit in a wallet or in a coat pocket, so it's easily, you know, usable. But you know, it's what it is. It's fine, but it's not remarkable. Now, it's what have I Bangkok. said my prices so far? £1 for the Mummy board game, 50p for the Chiller book, 75p for the poo cards, 40p for Loch Ness, and then you got the map. So I think you've just got over £3 altogether, I think, now on this. Can I change my scores, please? Go on. The map. Uh, the for the board game I'd like to put up to £1.75. £1.75, yes. Yeah, and 90p for the map. 90p for the map. Yeah. I'm going to go with, for the map, 50p. 50p. <laughs> Keep saying it. It's going to be fucking wrong, isn't it? I don't know. 50p. Is it time? Point Dexter, release your points. Oh, the must of Point Dexter's crotch. Has... You've done a good job again this week, Point Dexter. Well done, Point Dexter. You get special punishment. Butt rubs. <laughs> Naked butt rubs. Shouldn't it be called nubbishment or something? It gets proper nubbishment. <laughs> Give them nubbishment. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm opening the envelope. Right. It looks like it's been un. Messed with, Paul? Uh, yes, it was sealed. You have the answers there. So you read them out in order, and I'll just read them out in terms of what we've got written down here, all right? Because we didn't, I didn't, we didn't have an order when we pulled them out of the bag. I'm not liking the look of this already. All the right, mu- okay, so we'll start with the first one. What's the first one on the list? The Mummy board game. Okay, you said 175, I said 150. See, I'm playing this good. All right. The price was... Yeah. Between, between, £1.50. Hey! Between, but that gives you one as well, yeah, doesn't see, it? see, that's because I play Strategio. Yo, no, because you... I'm still in with a chance, even though you've got, got one on the nose. So, uh, if you'd missed that and kept with £1, you'd have been betwingless. I totally would. So, it was on. It was, it was because it was a good you change. bottled it that you had to change it. Yeah, well, I know how nerve. to play this game. All right, next one. What have you got? The Christmas Horror Book. Uh, Christmas Horror Book. Yeah, good. Okay, that was next. You said 50p. I said 75 <sighs> 50p. Oh! Between, between me. We're neck and neck. Oh, yeah. I've got three betweens each. This is a thrilling (laughs) denouement. Nice start. We're both scoring high here. All right. Next is what? The not present map book. Oh, yeah. The map. You said 90p. I said 50p. What? One pound. Oh! I get a between. 
Because it's within 25p. Oh, I'm edging you. What have you got? Four versus three. I'm rim jobbing you now, mate. Right. Oh, I'm edging you out. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Go on. Here Don't do Jimmy Savile. I'm not. That wasn't what I was that doing. It was. It was verging on Savile. It was more chimpanzee in the zoo. Also not good, Paul. Why? They shouldn't be in zoos. They're wild animals with intelligence and sentience, okay? Don't... Yeah, but I fuck them. Yes, thank you, Willy Wanker. Still hanging around, are you? Oh, yeah, you never know when you're needed for a crap animal fuck gag. Yes, you never do. You never, next never do. Next is what? What have you got next? Little shite poo signs. Okay. Which are the elephant, they're t- the worst item of today. Yes, considerably. Even though they're, you know, they're recycling something. Yeah, which is fine, but they're recycling for another useless use. That is totally useless. Anyone who used that would be would come down in the respect of anyone yeah. who, who knew them. Do you know what I mean? You'd move out of that flat shirt. You would. You totally Almost would. instantly. It'd be the poo signs, the little I'm having a shit sign. Anyway. I mean, who would advertise that? Anyway. I'm having a shit. Did it smell bad? Yes. It smelled like egg. Anyway, you egg. said... Egg. You said 75p. I said a quid. For the literal shit poo signs? The, yes. The survey said £1.50. Oh, neither then neither for then. us. That's a lot of money for that. That's the same price as the board game. So it comes down to the last one, the Loch Ness cassette. I think there might be a fucking tiebreaker. Well. What did you say? Uh, you said 40p, I said 25. We both earn a between because the Loch Ness cassette, Paul, yeah. was 20p. Oh. Unfair for you, but I still get in the, within the between One, two, uh, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. You win by one between. Blank! But it wasn't the fucking shit I show you. you thought it was wow. going to be, did you, I, though? I am on fire. Fucking fire now. Fact, Give me we, all my betwings. We both did well here. We both did. I will, I'm happy to voice your betwings. I there, would like Paul. to have four betwings now. Betwing, 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 betwing. And, and five here is for your me, five. Betwing, 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 betwing. That's the winning betwing. That's the one that makes the difference. It, yeah, it certainly does. Poindexter, kiss me. Oh, fucking don't grab him. No. Stop. He's gooch abusing Poindexter. He's getting a gob full of gooch. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh no! Oh, I tell you what, Paul Dexter, would you like to meet Bob Holness directly? <laughs> He's stuffing it down. I'm his giving trousers. him a. I'm pl- oh, Boy, Paul Dexter is an Oh no! Oh no! Oh, take Paul Dexter oh, out. Oh, oh, I'm riding his face. I'm literally riding oh. his face right now. Oh, I'm good. Oh. And I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. 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 And I'm knackered. That's the end of this week's show. Again, the live show, August 13th, Harrow Arts Centre, Saturday. Come and join us. Tickets August are 13th. on sale now, harrowarts.com. Or go to our website, thecheapshow.co.uk, where we've got links to that, our Patreon, uh, the merch pages for ourselves, Tony and Events Magazine, links to episodes um, with pictures and videos if necessary. Patreons get ticket discounts. They do. They get a discount. So if you're a Patreon patreon.com forward slash cheap show and you're going to get some goodies and events just confirmed that she will do a special 300th edition magazine so we are blessed and as I said um, on Twitter if you come to the live show we won't be having a merch table because we just don't have the time or the people to help us so we're going to agree to sign anything you buy from any of the merch sites so from Tony or a magazine from Event our simple merch site with the logo on. That's all you need. If you buy it and you bring it, we'll sign it. It is that simple after okay. the show. Um, what else? 
No, that's it. I uh, will keep it short this week. Do you Twi- want a little update on Poindexter's smell there. level? Facebook, oh, yeah. we're on. We're on Instagram for pictures of the episodes from the week, and also uh, Twitter at the Cheap Show Pod. I am at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli is Eli Snoid, which is spelled E L I S N O I D. But for everything else, go to the metadata in this podcast, or go to thecheapshow.co.uk. That's your one-stop shop for everything. And now let's end the episode with uh, Eli reviewing Poindexter's huff. <laughs> he smells like heaven, Paul. Does he? Yeah. Because, uh, funnily enough, my boxer shorts are called Heaven. Are they? Yeah. Is that a brand? Yeah, Heaven brand. Is that the brand. one where you, you can put your... There's a pocket for your mobile phone. You can put your Zippo lighter in. Really? You can put your keys in the other one. And the front one, you can keep a little biscuit. <laughs> and I put a jammy dodger in. Right, and then what? It gets, I don't know. It gets I've soggy. Nothing. I've got nothing. You have nothing. Uh, I want to end this as soon as possible because I'm beginning to like mentally white out and it's really strange. You always do. You know, I think you have dyslexia. Of the brain. I'm not getting. I'm not getting an ADHD diagnosis no, from you, Doctor Silverman. <laughs> well, my dad was a doctor. Is a doctor. Not a real doctor. It's a PhD. He was a titty biscuit doctor of nonsense land. <laughs> <laughs> titty biscuit doctor of nonsense land. Yeah. Let, let's do that. Let's just play that out. Okay. Right. <laughs> Hello, I've come for an appointment. Hello. I'm the titty biscuit doctor. Yes. And I've got a problem. What is your problem? Yes. Oh well, I have drugs abuse and I smoke too much weed and it gets sometimes in the way of my daily routine. Sometimes I put stuff off for so long I don't do anything but smoke during the day and then I have more work the next day to get through, which causes my anxiety to spring up, which in turn makes me smoke more. And as a result, I'm stuck in this loop of smoking and avoiding work and uh, feeling shit about myself on a daily basis. I have to keep busy, otherwise any moment I have alone, I go into a deep, dark depression because I don't want to face the reality of my brain. So as a result, uh, I'm, I struggle do you have the payment yes one titty biscuit yes here's the biscuit <laughs> right help me cheer up fucking hell <laughs> more characters like this next week on the show that just doesn't quit yes next week why not join us for a new episode of gapus maximus <laughs> Um, Bob Holness, what was his name? Meters Holness or something. <laughs> Meters Holness. Whatever it is, we'll be back Thanks next for week listening, for more Show Fun and Games. We'll see you then. Tatty bye. Tatty bye now. I really enjoyed that Perry Perry sauce, and I would give it, for its robust flavour, sharp tang, and lovely chilli aftertaste, a solid 4.5.